0: Thank you. Tales of the Strange and Unsettling
1: This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin.
0: Episode 60 The Peculiar Case of Zygmunt Adamski The United Kingdom is no stranger to stories and reports of the weird and unexplained. Due to its haunting past, it has become a hotspot for ghost activity, unidentified aerial phenomena, and alien abductions. Some refer to the following topic as the first abduction cases in the area. Zygmunt Damski, a coal miner, relocated from Poland to the United Kingdom, along with his wife, Lottie, when he was 37 years old. With hopes of starting a new and better life together, they moved to the small village of Tingley in West Yorkshire, England. The couple quickly settled into their new community making a name for themselves, and forming new friendships. They were easily liked and respected by others in their community. When the news of Adamski's disappearance, and later reported death, reached the community, it was shocking and devastating. The strange occurrences behind his death were investigated into and remain a mystery to this day. On June 6th, 1980, at approximately 3.30pm, Zygmunt Dadamski had set out to purchase groceries from a nearby shop. As he did from time to time, he chose to make the journey on foot, as the shop was merely a mile away. When he stepped outside, his neighbor greeted him. Adamski then stopped for a few minutes to engage in friendly and neighborly conversation before continuing his journey. Little did his neighbor know that would be the last time he would ever see him again. It was a hot summer day as the sweat beaded across his forehead Luckily, the breeze was just enough to make the walk bearable. He kept a steady stride as he wiped the sweat from his eyes with the shirt sleeve and continued down the familiar path. After not arriving home later that day, his wife's concern for his safety intensified. A few hours later, she contacted the local law enforcement and reported him missing. This sparked a town-wide search to take place that unfortunately did not yield any satisfactory results. To them, it was as if the man had simply disappeared, or dropped off the face of the earth entirely. Five days after Zygmunt Adamski went missing, his body was discovered, lying face up on top of a pile of coal, in a coal yard in Todd Mortum, more than 20 miles away from the town of Tingley. Trevor Parker, the son of the coal yard owner, had been opening the compound gates preparing for the afternoon shift at roughly 3.45 p.m. when he spotted a body lying on top of a 12-foot high coal pile. Parker immediately contacted the police. Constable Alan Godfrey was the first on the scene just after 4 p.m. He quickly began questioning Parker, whom indicated that the last time he had been at the coal yard was around 11 a.m. that morning. At that time, Adamski's body had not been there. Parker went on to explain that he had closed and locked the gates when he left, so no one could have made it in or out. However, the body would have had to have appeared there during this time. Alan Godfrey then dispatched an ambulance. When the paramedics arrived, they were able to determine that Adamski had suffered a massive cardiac arrest. However, after closer examination and due to numerous suspicious circumstances, the authorities began to suspect possible foul play. The first possible sign of foul play was determined by the second-degree burn marks on the back of Adamski's neck and shoulders. Each of the marks were also covered in a strange, gel-like substance suggesting that someone may have tried to treat the injuries while the man was still alive. The second indicator was the way in which the body was found. Additionally, the appearance of his body was not consistent with the death by natural causes. Adamski was dressed as if someone had quickly redressed him after death, or... Had possibly not been familiar with the process of doing so. His coat had been buttoned poorly, skipping buttons along the way. His trousers and belt weren't fastened, and his shoes hadn't been properly tied. The shirt he had been wearing when he disappeared was missing, along with his wallet and watch. Despite the condition in which he had been dressed, his clothes were still in good condition. Another strange factor regarding the state of Adamski's body was that he appeared to be clean, as if he had recently showered. He didn't even have any coal residue on him from lying on the pile of coal. Additionally, It appeared that he may have shaved at some point, as he only had a day's worth of beard growth. The real question made by authorities was the fact that the coal pile had not been disturbed. There were no signs of footprints or any indication of someone climbing it. They could not figure out how his body had gotten there, or why it was in a near-perfect state. By all accounts, it seemed as though his body was literally dropped onto the coal pile from above. Godfrey went on to report the look on Adamski's face when he was found. He appeared contorted and in terror. The coroner was able to confirm the state of his face and determined that Adamski must have been truly scared were in great pain at the time of his death. During the post-mortem evaluation, it was concluded that Adamski must have died between the hours of 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. on the day that he was found. He had also been eating well throughout his time that he was missing. It was also determined the burn marks on the back of his neck and shoulders had only been inflicted two days before his death. They then tested the gel-like substance that had coated the wounds by a nearby lab. However, it could not be identified. Additionally, there were no records of Adamski visiting a hospital for any kind of treatment. Zygmunt Adamski's death continued to shock and confuse all those that knew him. He was even supposed to attend a family wedding the day after he went missing, which he had been looking forward to. As the story eventually hit local publications and tabloids, one common possible explanation was made alien abduction. Despite the claims being far-fetched, they were impossible to completely dismiss. The area of Todmortem and the surrounding towns are often referred to as UFO hotspots. These claims furthered when Alan Godfrey himself fell victim to an alleged alien abduction. In November of 1980, nearly six months after the passing of Zygmunt Adamski, Alan Godfrey had been working the late shift and was on duty in the early hours of the morning when he was dispatched to investigate several strange reports of a herd of cows that had been seen appearing and disappearing all over the area.
1: Car 36 responding. Roger that.
0: As he was driving down Burnley Road towards the location of the latest sighting, he came upon what appeared to be an overturned bus roughly 200 meters ahead of him as he approached the vehicle he slowed down to get better view to his surprise it wasn't an overturned bus rather it was a large vehicle hovering 5 feet above the ground as he tried to radio in for backup he was met with no reply neither radio was working. As Godfrey was unsure what to do in that situation, he decided to note the time and make a rough sketch of the object in front of him. After about 30 seconds, he looked up to find the odd-looking craft had completely vanished. He spent a few moments surveying the scene for any additional sign of the missing craft. It wasn't long. Before he realized that he was further down the road than he remembered being, almost a quarter of a mile further than when he had stopped, he checked the time once more. His stomach dropped and his heart started racing. What had felt like only a minute had actually been a half hour that he had lost. Time that he was not able to account for. When he arrived back at the station, he found the soles of his shoes had been split at the toe, in such a way that would suggest that he had been dragged. He then asked some of his colleagues to assist in searching for the missing cattle. They were eventually found in a gated field that had been locked. After searching the area, there had been no footprints leading to the gate, nor any hoofprints that would suggest that they were led through it. This baffled them. Much like Zygmunt Adamski's body, it was as if they had been dropped onto the field from above. Godfrey made an official report later that day, detailing what he had seen. He also discovered another driver on the same road had reported seeing a bright white light. The weeks came and went. Details of Godfrey's report had been leaked to the local press, and he and his department suffered public ridicule and embarrassment. It wasn't long before he decided to leave the police force, after being nearly pushed out by those he once called his friends. A short time later, Godfrey was approached by a man in a dark suit and tie. The man introduced himself as the man from the ministry. He also carried a file that contained a photo of Godfrey's drawing of the craft. The man made him swear on the Official Secrets Act that he would not talk any more about what he had seen that night after godfrey agreed the man departed and never approached him again a period of time passed and alan godfrey decided to undergo hypnotic regression to attempt to recount the events of his encounter and the missing time in detail he reported seeing the object as he was on his way to investigate the missing cattle The object appeared to hover over the ground and was roughly 20 feet long and diamond-shaped. The bottom half of the craft spun silently, while the top half was completely still. All of a sudden, a bright flash of light filled his car. Godfrey awoke to find himself in a bright room he spotted a large black dog and a strange otherworldly being with a beard. What struck him as peculiar and also shocking was the fact that the being interacted with him telepathically. Hello, Ella. What appeared to be similar to a man dressed in what appeared to be a biblical garb told him that they were well acquainted and introduced himself as Joseph. I am Joseph. He was also accompanied by a group of small robots with bulb-shaped heads. He was instructed to lay down on the table as they began to remove his shoes and studied his toes. They also asked multiple questions as they started placing odd-shaped instruments around his arms and legs. As the hypnotic regression session continued... Godfrey became quite agitated and scared. This alarmed those involved and they eventually pulled him out of hypnosis. Before leaving, Godfrey was told by the being that he would see him again soon. Until next time. Godfrey remained unsure of what actually happened regarding Zygmunt Adamski's death and recounted how it was one of the strangest cases he had ever worked regardless of his own experience a few months later. He never fully assumed it to be alien abduction. However, he never ruled out the possibility, as he was certain he did witness an alien craft. Regardless of how one looks at either encounter, there is no denying that there is more to the mystery. Even if it was merely an alien abduction gone wrong on Adamski's part, there are many unanswered questions. Unfortunately, this is one case we will never truly know exactly what happened. Welcome, campers, to Campfire
1: Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. We're your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And now, an ad break. Hello, my name is Todd Purse. I'm a full-time cartoonist and creative, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, The Create Magic Pod. This is a daily dose of weird. That's about five minutes of me talking about what I was thinking when making the artwork I make every day and post over on Instagram, my website, if you need a
0: little bit of inspiration or just want to hear some random weird stuff about everything
1: from the paranormal to the weather, then this might be the pod for you. You can check it out at my website, CreateMagicStudios.com, studios.com as well as my shop and Patreon and all kinds of other stuff. Please reach out if you want to work on some creative fun. I am always open to new projects. Thanks again for checking this out. And I hope you all have the best day. Bye.
0: And now the debrief.
1: Nice. I I love this story. I'm yet another mysterious death, right?
0: We've had a couple. So, yeah. Yeah. Figured this I'd seems stick to with be that. A,
1: yeah, this seems to be like a a category that we're gravitating more toward lately. This um lot of c co- a lot of similarities with the um uh the reservoir. The um mutilated the mutilated Yeah. Yeah, yeah that the guy mutilated man.
0: Yeah, 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 there's definitely some some kind of strange similarities for sure. Um, except this guy wasn't kinda picked apart or anything. That's uh, true. But his face was kind of found a little surprised.
1: Yeah. And also they both the official cause of death that was given was the same, a heart attack. Right.
0: Yeah, heart attack. Yeah. And even like even though I mean their initial initial like idea was just, yeah, it's most likely a massive, you know, cardiac arrest, but then I was like, well, there might be foul play, but, you know, there wasn't, like, enough for them to really determine foul play, so the end, you know, the end result was just massive cardiac arrest, heart attack.
1: Yeah, see, that's another another similarity where investigators were like, this is a little weird, but let's just call it.
0: I mean, you know, like, if you can't, you can't get enough evidence to really support something like that, then... You yeah, they have to have some way to close it, I guess, right?
1: Yeah. I think, actually, this is still technically an open case. It's just not being worked. Like, they're just waiting. Like, well, if someone comes forward and says, well, we killed the guy...
0: There was then- uh, there was this quote that said, like, something like, you know, if so many years down the line, you know, we start getting... Uh, Or, like, we find out that there's, you know, a lot of aliens or whatever else, then, you know, we'll revisit it and we'll at least know what happened, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, my first note here is just, worst grocery trip of all time. I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 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 You,
0: You set out, you know, tell your wife goodbye, say hi to your neighbor. Yeah. You know, you guys are you guys are just uh having some casual conversation. That's like, well, I'll see you in an hour. Or never. Or never. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Decidedly never. Um, yeah. I not yeah.
0: not decided by him, but you know yeah. Unfortunately that was just the uh,
1: Yeah. The result. Right. Yeah. So when he went missing, did they have like a full-blown search party? Did they like file a missing persons report? They so, did they go through a whole thing?
0: Yeah, so at first she, you know, starts to starts to worry and everything. Um and so, you know, she ends up uh contacting the law enforcement or the police and even says, "I hope he's not been kidnapped or blah blah blah" <laughs> like <laughs>
1: <laughs> See that's weird yeah
0: i'm well, gonna that write was, that down that was we actually talk about that one of the first things that they looked into was her making that
1: statement that comment that comment yeah. right
0: yeah um so needless to say yeah so you know she ended up filing a police report um they ended up looking for him you know nothing nothing turned up of course
1: um, i hope he's not until been five kidnapped. days later right that's yeah that's bizarre yeah it was a little bit more to
0: it but yeah it was basically like yeah i really hope he's not been kidnapped or anything and they were like why would she say that right (laughs) you know why would that be your first initial comment you know it seems a little little strange
1: yeah i mean if my wife went missing that would be like third on my list yeah right you know yeah yeah
0: so needless to say that sparked a lot of questions
1: like one got real busy, two, doesn't like me anymore, three, got kidnapped. Right?
0: Right. Or maybe your car broke down. Or sure. like I mean there's a lot of other things. So yeah, like maybe he broke a foot, like sprained his ankle or something. I don't know. Sure.
1: Like I put all those in the got real busy category. <laughs> like something's <laughs> that's, keep that's, something right, normal's yeah. keeping them, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like something happened. Like accidental or left on purpose and then kidnapped okay right you don't jump straight to like well i hope no one kidnapped them right yeah unless you had reason to believe someone might kidnap him i
0: hope she doesn't turn up dead in five days
1: (laughs) right (laughs) you know it would just be the worst if he was found dead without his shirt on a coal pile
0: yeah I really hope he brought along his wallet and his uh, watch (laughs) and his shirt. Oh, man. Just saying. I really hope so.
1: The best would be like if a week later they found she had like, you know, started dating his best friend and he was just (laughs) wearing his wearing his watch and his shirt. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. that's awful, actually. But, you know, you can't put that past people.
1: Absolutely, and especially that I've initial comment right yeah I mean it's always the partner right if yeah. this was a if this was the woman that went missing and then found dead five days later the husband would be in prison right now well without a doubt exactly yeah and it's not even a sexist thing it's just like every time a woman goes missing and is found dead it was her husband
0: yeah I mean that's that's always like the first uh, with both partners, though, like, that's, yeah. like, always the first, you know, possible, like, was there any motive from the significant other, like, whatever else, right? Obviously, we're yeah. not true crime, like, but, you yeah. know,
1: still, yeah, that's a pretty I mean, common thing. For sure it's common with both, but I'm ready to say with confidence that 100% of the time when a woman dies, her husband killed her. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Her
0: husband or her boyfriend.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Always.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's true. Um, you know, we got poor poor Ziggy out here right. you know, yep. stumbling upon a coal patch and his wife yeah. is hoping he hadn't been kidnapped.
1: <laughs> yeah. So okay, so the dude who found him found right. him at three forty five in the afternoon. Right. And he had been there at eleven. Yes. Yeah, the so they, they had
0: like a an early morning shift. Right, and then they apparently closed down the place, which is kind of weird. But I mean, it makes sense. They close sure. it down. Uh, he left at what eleven, um, yeah. and then nobody's able to get in or out. You know, it's it. And of course, Locked up tight. If any, if he would have been there beforehand, people would have seen it. Like it was a very, very obvious place. Um, yeah, this
1: coal pile isn't like out in the middle of nowhere. It's like right in the middle of a res, like it's like a populated area
0: yeah exactly so like somebody would have seen him for sure and so that's where you know since they left at 11 nobody would have been able to get in or out or anything to be able to drop the body um you know and so that's where they say like a you know since they found him at 345 it would have had to have been between that time though
1: yeah because he wasn't there when they left yeah that's yeah it's very odd I get why and I know a lot of these like mysterious deaths people go aliens aliens and a lot of the time it's like yeah yeah sure I guess it always could have been right but like I get why people gravitate toward that on this one.
0: Oh yeah I, I agree for sure I mean this is really it, it's it's a very unique case because yeah. they even like they even mentioned like the coal pile was completely undisturbed there were yep. you know like and this also had been raining that day so that okay. was that was a part that i kind of left out was it had been raining that day as well so you know think of this wet pile of coal it's going to be slick yeah. um easily disturbed if you go like trying to climb on it and anybody yep. that goes climbing on it is going to get a lot of residue on them. Of them right yeah. exactly exactly and yeah. this guy literally had nothing on him like as if he was
1: like delicately placed there. Yeah, that's that's pretty bizarre.
0: And they even checked for like heavy machinery and stuff nearby to see if like maybe they could have used like a backhoe to drop him on it or to something. Lower him. Yeah, yeah, but there was there was nothing, you know, there were no tracks or anything like that that would have suggested it. Huh. Um, yeah, it's really really
1: weird. Now there's the signs of weird shit that went down while he was missing. So like the burns on his neck and shoulder, right. that had a weird like sort of gel on them, like a salve or an ointment. Almost, yeah, yeah. So right,
0: it and a lot of a lot of these. Uh, so basically, like there the examination that was done. Um, I have uh, information. Yeah. So basically, like in the in the post mortem, um, you know they they go through and basically determine that. The wounds are seem to be inflicted by something, maybe like corrosive, like battery acid or something like that.
1: Okay, so it was like a chemical burn,
0: right? And okay. then, but at the same time, he has this unknown gel substance uh, that has been literally like smeared on the wounds to essentially treat it. Um, sure. That they run, you know, they run tests on and everything uh, through a lab, not able to determine what it actually is.
1: Yeah, that's weird. So that's, that's another, another thing you strange see over. One, right. You see that over and over again with alien stuff, too, is, like, this can't be... I wonder how common that is in labs, to get a substance, and they're just like, this is too mixed up, or it's too broken down, we just can't tell what it is.
0: Yeah. I, you know what you I know, mean? I would feel like it, they would be at least be able to determine something in it.
1: Right, like what some of its components right. are. yeah,
0: maybe like a base or something like that.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, um, at
0: this time they they weren't. It was nothing unlike anything they'd ever seen.
1: See, we're definitely not scientists, <laughs> so <laughs> we don't. I don't know. I don't I mean, know if, yeah, how common same. that is. I don't know how easy it is to to do stuff like that. But it, I just you hear that over and over again, like, oh, they sent this gunk that was found at the site and it was unidentifiable. Right. Of course. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean especially though if he had chemical burns. If let's call it battery acid. Um that definitely could have broken down whatever the residue was too. You know what I mean? Like if it was mixed with battery acid, I could see I mean it being da- again, not a scientist.
0: That's possible, right? But I still yeah. feel like you'd be able to find some something in it.
1: Right. Um you know,
0: but I yeah I don't know maybe not
1: I don't know it, it's weird it's weird but I I just know that's a thing that's pointed to yeah, really of frequently course. Right? of course and this is I'd like, like to, very jelly any, it's weird yeah like, like an ointment or like a, like a I don't know I always picture like a like a we were talking before like a Vicks vapor rub right m- type material yeah that uh, or
0: a weird salve or
1: something yeah if any of you listeners out there Oh, actually know about this for sure. Actually know what that is. Yeah, let us know. Or or no, just like send us an email and tell us like how often are things too broken down or too mixed up to you know if you work in a lab if you've if you have experience with this stuff like I would love to pick your brain about how often this happens because I hear this so often in stories. That's true. That's true. I'd like to know if it's weird, because if that's weird, then it's weird, right? (laughs) Like. If that, I mean, if it's weird in the lab, this to is come also across 9, something nineteen eighty too, right? Yeah, so that's this true. is
0: this is nineteen eighty. So that might have been more common.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that was more common to happen. Maybe that was more uncommon then, or maybe they were. I mean, I imagine they were weren't as good at identifying things then. You know, the technology has advanced, obviously. Right, of since course. Then, so it probably happens less often now than it used to yeah that's what
0: i would think for sure
1: i'd just love to talk to someone who knows because i have no fucking idea like i have no experience in that realm so yeah i mean that would be that'd be
0: cool to know that would also help in a case like this for sure
1: absolutely so another thing i thought was super weird is that he was sort of like hurriedly redressed
0: yeah so it was almost like either they had like two seconds to dress him back up and they were just like just go just go just do whatever or it was someone that was unfamiliar with the process of properly dressing someone
1: yeah like his
0: fly was undone his belt was undone his shoes were untied his buttons were messed. his jacket right right, was like yeah there were a couple like kind of scrunched up buttons and stuff like yeah So, yeah, I mean, it obviously, but they were in great condition, you know, like they looked like basically they had been tucked away or something.
1: Huh. That's interesting. Which goes along with the idea that he like had bathed and he had shaved and stuff during this like five day period. What's also uh, another thing I didn't mention
0: in the actual story portion was that um, he had also looked like he had just had his hair cut. Uh, and the way that um, the way that Godfrey had described the haircut, he said the hair appeared to have recently cut in essentially a rough manner. Okay. So kind of so this like kind of hacked at his right, hair, right? Yeah. That's huh. that's how I kind of understood it.
1: How strange. Yeah. So I mean, maybe- what if we're talking like way more time than? then we're you know then passed on earth yeah i mean that's possible right like what if they're like okay we have to get him back to like as close to what he was when we took him as possible yeah thinking he could have like had had a big old
0: burly beard and right long hair and stuff or something like that you know like whatever yeah
1: they just lost his shirt and his wallet and his watch along the way and they just (laughs) like well this is what we have left put it on him
0: yeah like that's possible for sure
1: which to me i mean that could be aliens or that could be some fey realm shit yeah for sure because there's so much of fey lore is like you step into the fey realm and you know while 10 minutes pass on on earth uh, you could spend a 100 years in the fey realm yeah you know what i mean like yeah
0: yeah that makes sense for sure
1: Huh. Hmm. I didn't I didn't think of it like that. Cause I mean what use would they really have for a guy's wallet and watch? Well that's <laughs> So that goes when we start getting into theories.
0: That's yeah. that's kind of the the basis of one of the arguments.
1: What that he just got mugged?
0: Is just that like so you know like once especially when we start talking about aliens If this was aliens, why would they, what, what use would they have with his watch or his wallet or, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. The, just the fact that they weren't on him yeah, is just, people were like, you know, if this was aliens, why, why would they take those? That doesn't make any sense.
1: To me again, that screams Faye. Yeah. They're like, they're known for taking souvenirs from people and yeah. Yeah. I'm, I might be leaning hard that way so far. I mean, hey,
0: that's that's not one of the, uh, the theories that I've came across, so... Yeah. We might we might be on something a little bit different.
1: Nice, because the... Okay, again, the one-day beard growth in five days, that's weird. If he just was, you know, snatched up by someone, if his wife called it and he was kidnapped, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. That they're, like, letting him shave every day and... That's a pretty cushy kidnapping. (laughs)
0: They're also properly feeding him and everything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That,
0: yeah, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense.
1: And the dropped from above thing, the like concept that, you know, the pile was undisturbed. So he was just kind of like laid.
0: Yeah. He was laid out
1: from above. I could definitely see why people, why that screams alien to people. Of course because you know Lowered down from the craft or
0: Right and I mean like Again you know they looked for any type of Machinery or anything that like They any way that Someone could have literally just dropped them on this Pile Yeah and that was still what have disturbed Some of the you know The ground and the, the coal and everything Else so
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That one to me is, is kind of like one of those Big things like how did he get there
1: yeah, that's odd. I mean, did they just, like, toss him? Because it's a pretty big pile of coal he's on.
0: Right. And again, if they would have tossed him, it would have disturbed some of the loose coal. It would have, yeah. you know, I mean, it, he would have definitely gotten a lot of residue on him. Right. Um, You know, which is, yeah, which is weird.
1: Unless these were, like, life-size beer pong champions <laughs> who just perfectly landed him right on... Right on the tippy top,
0: <laughs> maybe maybe um yeah, and as we get into theories, we'll talk about some of the yeah. you know some of that too, but um, the other thing that like'cause i I think about is when we get into talking about Alan Godfrey um and his quest to figure out the lost cattle um yeah. they end up finding him inside of this locked and gated field, yeah. They had no, you know, again, it was muddy, it was raining and stuff. Um, They could see if there were any like previous footprints or anything like that. There yeah. weren't even like hoof prints.
1: And this was like a herd of cattle.
0: Right. Yeah. A large herd of cattle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You don't move a herd of cattle without no one, no- without anyone noticing. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And they, and they had been kind of disappearing and reappearing throughout the area.
1: Yeah. That's like weird. people
0: would see him in one spot and then see him in another spot
1: i can see why people make connections between the two yeah That's, i agree you know it's it's very similar yeah we're i wanted to say because you mentioned that there were they checked and there were no like hospital visits right yeah for, so they
0: did an extensive search of like hospitals within you know within like a couple of hours of the area like literally everywhere making sure that there were no reports of, of Zygmunt coming in or being treated or anything like that. Yeah. Um, that yeah, That so.
1: screams that screams missing 411 to me. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that you... Yeah, like people disappearing for... But in some of those cases they disappear for months. And there's just no record of them being anywhere while they're gone. Right, of course. Like, they'll come back with like... They'll show back up and they'll have like a an appendicitis, like an appendectomy scar. There's no record of them ever getting one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird shit. That's a true abduction. Right? So this town where where this happened, you mentioned was sort of like a UFO hotspot.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the town of like Todd Mortem, um, this town and a couple neighboring towns, are now referred to as UFO hotspots uh, this town okay. actually um, due to a lot of the activity because people report so many lights and stuff like that a year and UFOs and um, and everything else spook
1: lights and stuff
0: uh, that now this place has actually been became known as UFO Alley um, is kind of what it's been essentially nicknamed, like, nicknamed uh, due That's to awesome. so many sightings and everything
1: Okay. That I was wondering if you had any other like any details about any other reports, but it's mostly just like well, sightings.
0: Yeah, so it's it's mainly just sightings. Uh I had another another report. Um there was a woman that um yeah, so a year after the incident with Ellen Godfrey, uh there was a woman that essentially was in the same area that he was in when he saw like the diamond shaped craft. She had been basically out walking her dog when she saw another diamond-shaped craft. Okay. And that one was essentially changing colors.
1: Interesting. Like yeah. iridescent?
0: I I guess. Yeah. So she had said okay. it was basically like just changing colors, and then, uh, to my understanding, it just disappeared.
1: Interesting. I always want more on those. I mean, yeah. I, those just quick sighting cases? Right. Like, People don't... If you see a UFO, report every every instant. Like, how you first saw it, how it went away. Describe how it went away. That's something people leave out constantly.
0: I mean, at least it's not like a Betty and Barney Hill account where they see people like waving to them in the windows. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just want to know, like, did it ascend into the sky? Did it, like... Was there like a flash and it was gone? Right. Yeah. Like fade into the, you know what I mean? And people never. It's it's never described like that. Yeah. It's like
0: it was there one second and gone the next.
1: Yeah. Like, did you look away and miss it leaving? Like.
0: Yeah, that's a good question for sure. Yeah, I mean, there there's a lot of different reports, but I mean, that that one was literally a year after the fact, and she saw same type of similar craft. um but a lot of them are a lot of just lights you know like lots lots of lights and lots of just like ufo activity basically okay
1: do you know if there are any like um any like raf bases near this area any like military um, not for sure
0: um i don't believe so not at least not anything i came across um because this is like just a little, little small area it's like a village yeah um and then people the- tend
1: to overlook the um the experimental craft when you're in these that happen outside the u.s because right they, you know everyone's like oh the u.s is making this and this experimental craft but the uk is doing that shit too oh yeah of course for sure mm-hmm. they definitely have experimental you know aircraft development going on as well
0: yeah yeah for sure um, yeah, but not anything I came across. Um, okay. Now, of course, you know, this was uh, uh, so it, and I, I guess kind of skipping, skipping ahead. It was eventually uh, investigated into by the British UFO Research Association or BEFORA, Um yeah. where they interviewed members of Adamski's family. And found that he had not actually been looking forward to his goddaughter's wedding. Like, uh, original yeah. reports were that he was actually looking forward to this, and turns out he wasn't. Uh, during that time, the family had basically suffered, like, a family feud. Um, and a lady or a female relative of the family had moved into the Adamski's houseco- or household. Um, and she had taken out a restraining order on her husband. Okay. And things had been very toxic between the two so there's so, some drama going on right and this is sure. what's going to lead into one of the theories that we'll talk about yeah
1: okay let's before we get into that yeah let's of course. let's talk about let's talk about godfrey a little bit and what happened with him because i'd really like if you could walk me through like the first part where he like like what he's doing when he first comes up on yeah. it Yeah. so all that.
0: basically i mean just like we were talking about he's on the search he had gotten a call um, that about the missing cattle and a lot of people have been reporting seeing this cattle like this herd of cattle randomly appearing and disappearing all throughout this this area um so he's of course you know on the on the or gets the call and he's on the search for it basically right um where they were last seen and so as he's heading down um this road and again it's super super late or early in the morning depending on how you look at it he comes across what appears to be almost like an overturned bus, is the way he described
1: it. Okay. Um, so which, basically, just in the distance, he sees a big thing in the road. Right, and, and he's he like,
0: assumed, you know, he assumed that it was uh, it was an accident. Right,
1: it was an accident, basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So very um, Zamora, right? Right. Yeah. The, True. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: okay so as he's like you know coming up on it he kind of slows down and then as he's get as he gets closer he realizes there's not actually anything overturned it's something that's hovering five feet off the ground that looks like um you know rotating on the top kind of looks like what item you know what i think like you know like those little top uh topper things like a dreidel? That, yeah you can spend so essentially yeah. but reversed right um. Okay. yeah so something kind of like that but you know basically just kind of spinning super quiet you know he at that point tries to phone it in because it kind of freaks him out he doesn't know what to do uh, yeah. and he reports that both of his radios his like personal walkie and his car radio neither one work
1: okay and so That's interesting.
0: you know that the only other thing you can think to do is notate the time and then start to ta- you know basically just try to draw a picture of what this thing looks like yeah Um, I'm surprised he didn't have a camera or something but (laughs) you know
1: you'd think in like the early 80s I mean yeah this is the early 80s for sure can you find the picture because I would love to see what he drew
0: there are some pictures but for sure um, some of the stuff he wasn't uh, after you know he basically had drawn this picture he was forced to never really speak about it again yeah um you know so that's kind of another part of it
1: see this is another reason why i sort of buy this experience more than i do a lot because i go by the general rule that if reporting your ufo experience didn't ruin your life Mm -hmm. it probably is you're probably full of shit yeah like yeah and this guy's life got flipped upside down by this
0: yeah let me uh me yeah, actually, I'll send you the send you the links to you, a couple of these, and we'll make sure that we get them posted too.
1: Yeah, I'd yeah, I'd love to see them. This is
0: also a picture of what Yosef looked like, and okay. then also a picture yeah. of what the actual craft looks like.
1: So we're gonna we're gonna get to Yosef, for yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about him.
1: Oh, okay. So when he describes later that it's diamond-like, he means like a diamond. Not like the shape diamond, like a like a gem. Yeah, like a yeah, diamond I suppose, suppose that's right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay.
0: So what I what I imagine essentially, you know, like how he has, you know, it looks like windows, right? Almost. Yeah. Yeah, and then the bottom was the one that was rotating, and the top was completely okay. still.
1: So, this is a pretty compact UFO, honestly. 20 feet across
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah just 20 feet across yep
1: yeah that's that's not i was imagining something much larger that's cool i like that i was not picturing like shaped like a diamond like a jewel right yeah you know that's cool i like it
0: and so this you'll see like that's that's him drawing it um, and you'll notice off to the right is the picture of Yosef. I was just trying to get a better okay. better picture of him.
1: I yeah. I love I love the detail of his dress of the way Yosef is dressed. Yeah. I think yeah, like- especially because it came from hypnotic regression, which a lot of those dudes who were doing hypnotic reg- regression back then. Anytime anything would edge up on being slightly religious, like iconography or anything, they would just veer the person away from it. Like or they would just go like, oh that's an implanted memory. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah, true. Yeah. I like the juxtaposition of the biblical looking, you know, main figure and the little robots.
0: I I love the idea of the little robots. They just they seem super cool to me. Because, I mean, they're essentially described as being, like, three-foot-tall little robots with, like, bulb-shaped heads.
1: Yeah, like little droids. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's pretty awesome. And then you have Yosef, which, the name Yosef, first of all. And then the fact that, one thing that I really liked about that was that before Yosef, like, introduces himself, he basically tells him, you know, we've met a lot of times.
1: Yeah like we've done this before exactly
0: like we're well acquainted is what it said um and then before he leaves you know before they essentially put him back in his car he also tells
1: him oh we'll see you soon basically you know? yeah we'll be back for another round yeah, soon exactly yeah
0: Which, i mean it's kind of weird because throughout that they're also examining him and everything like you know so i just yeah it makes me kind of curious how often people <laughs> people get examined like are they looking yeah. for aging? Like, how that's working? Are they... You know, I don't sure.
1: know. Sure. Like, measuring environmental effects over time, or... It could be, you know, any manner of checkup. That's true. Check up, right, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I One of my favorite details of this is that after... After the missing time, because he... It vanishes from his perspective, and then he realizes he's actually moved. It hasn't. Right. right? Like... Yep. And then... One of my favorite details in the whole story is his—the front of the soles of his shoes are split away from the shoe, like he'd been dragged. Yeah. Like, and that's such a cool visual of him, like locked in a tractor beam or whatever, just being dragged forward with like the tips of his toes dragging on the yeah. on the concrete. Yeah, I mean, it,
0: it really kind of paints the the scene yeah. a bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love it
0: yeah i mean it's it's unfortunate though like yeah you probably had to buy some new boots but there's new shoes but you know
1: it's it's a a super
0: cool detail nonetheless it
1: is it is Um, i agree it those are the little details that i always wish people were including in their accounts you know what i mean like just little things that that's why when when like um police interview witnesses they're like just tell me everything you remember. Like yeah. the most insignificant detail could lead to something, you know? Like
0: yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, you know, even just like the most minor thing can really make a difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, the stuff with the cattle being moved made me think like I wonder if there had been any like any history of cattle mutilations in this See, area. That
0: I hadn't found um just more so strange like strange happenings with the cattle like more so like okay. them being moved for unex- unexplained reasons and stuff like that uh yeah. but I didn't come across any actual like mutilation though
1: okay
0: you know like one of the biggest things is I guess you know I I guess depending on on how we're looking at it, like these cases are both especially uh Alan Godfrey's is like one of you know essentially said to be like one of the first actual alien abduction cases and then Zygmunt Adamski's could essentially be the actual very first one
1: right. um
0: you know that we essentially had known about like that was kind of documented right um yeah you know, obviously if we have all uh, Godfrey out there seeing these guys apparently a lot then you know it's, it's been happening of course
1: yeah, I mean, I think there are a few earlier ones in the US, right? Right. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: for sure. But I mean, like, just reported, this is like one of the, th- yeah, some of the UK's like first reported ones. Right on. So,
1: classic UK, always 30 years behind us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. But, yeah, so I don't, I don't really know, you know, as far as like, it, like I said, any like mutilation, like cattle mutilation or anything like that um but i do know yeah they they were having a lot of just strange things happening with them
1: okay so due to being ostracized basically he quits the force yeah like
0: they're basically pushing him off of it people are you know people are mocking the police force and everything his support or superiors and essentially his peers are you know like slowly pushing him out yeah, um, You're know, finally to the point where he's basically just pushed out completely and quits.
1: Yeah. And he hits the, the public speaker circuit. Right. Yes. Yeah. And starts talking about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, after, then and then that's when he gets his men in black encounter. Right. So after he, he starts talking about it. Yeah. Right?
0: Like basically after he starts kind of telling people about it, then yeah. Then he has his run in with this man in black from the ministry yeah. um you know guy that wh- i forget the wording but like uh the secrets thing i thought was pretty yeah. pretty cool because it was essentially actually, like word for word yeah
1: i actually wrote in my notes um what the fuck is the official secrets are
0: <laughs> right yeah that one <laughs> yep.
1: like
0: yeah I, w- I would like to know the same but uh apparently that's you know you just can't tell secrets
1: I wonder if that's like a, um, a version of our law that, you know, basically establishes what is, what is top secret documents and what isn't, you know,
0: that, I mean, that could be it. Yeah. But yeah, I thought, I thought that that was pretty funny. The fact that he's told just, just like, as you expect any kind of men in black encounter to go you better quit talking about this or else basically
1: okay so a quick google has revealed and the the site it comes from is researchbriefings.files.parliament.uk so okay okay the official secrets the official secrets act 1911 to 1989 provide the main legal protect protection in the UK against espionage and the unauthorized disclosure of official information this series of acts stemmed from revisions uh, to the first official secrets act in 1889 so it is a thing it's like yeah all like right. i like i guessed it was it's basically just how they establish what's alright to talk about and, and what is like a right. state secret yeah yeah of course
0: yeah i mean, I mean that okay. makes sense for sure
1: yeah maybe this was more of a you know human men in black
0: right i mean yeah this more could have a, been yeah. you know the ministry of defense literally yeah you know he says he's from the ministry but yeah like you know you hear black suit or dark suit and dark tie yeah uh, the UFO unexpectedly or- approaches them right and has a file with this picture that he drew
1: yeah yeah i don't i don't black. think
0: someone being you know even ministry of defense in that case
1: yeah for sure um and you know not that they couldn't just know what to say you know what i mean if even if it was a more nefarious right of course man in black right yeah
0: yeah without a doubt
1: i love a good mib encounter though. oh i mean
0: same yeah that's i was that's, i was really pumped to have that in there for sure
1: that's the, like the little bow on top of the UFO mm-hmm. present, for sure.
0: I mean, especially you, know, you have a possible abduction and a Men in Black encounter. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: So, and then sometime later, he gets into hypnosis to like yeah, really so delve into his story, right? Because
0: I read a couple different things that were like a couple years later, like a couple months later, a couple weeks. Like there was no real like yeah. defined timeline but yeah so one of his friends basically suggests you know because he's try- still trying to make up for that lost time like something he couldn't get yeah. over um so a friend was like oh you should look into the hypnotic regression basically like you know this will help you kind of figure out like what happened with that yeah uh, so he underwent several different sessions um okay. and then basically everything that was determined was I quick summed up version that I did for the story but yeah that was that was essentially it
1: So that's when he, like, really gets a good idea of what the craft looked like. But that initial drawing happened in real time, right? Yeah, in real time, that's when he drew that knife.
0: Yep, exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and, like, and a lot of the things about this was he was was 100% he saw a craft, you know. Yeah. Like, thought it to be an alien craft he just didn't
1: have the missing half hour right
0: but when they did like yeah. the hypnotic regression you know he like started to kind of question it like was this possibly aliens or was this more of a dream you know that I've that yeah. I've dreamt and now I'm kind of like reliving that dream so he, which he is spent another some thing I love back and forth
1: right yeah uh, that's, a, that's something I love about his story is he's very honest yeah he's very like is, was this a real thing did my mind make it up I don't know yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? He doesn't really pick a side on it. He's like, it could be either. That's why hypnosis freaks me out though, honestly. That's why I would mm-hmm. I would probably never, never do it. Cause like I uh, to yeah, spend your I, life
0: that freaks me out. I don't I don't think I to, could ever do it. Either, to
1: at spend all. your life wondering if the thing that you uncovered air quotes uncovered during your hypnosis hypnosis session you would spend the rest of your life wondering if that was something you that actually happened that you need to be dealing with right. or if that's just something that your mind made up or that the person planted yeah in your exactly memories, you don't you, know? you
0: just don't know for sure and that's yeah and i know we've talked a lot about like, hypnotic regression and like the yeah. you know like the authenticity behind it and how like people can be provoked into thinking a certain oh, way yeah. and like you know can be coaxed into like planting a story in their heads you know like
1: that that whole thing yeah and there was a whole wave of hypnotherapists who got who were ufologists themselves and they were just like guiding those sessions from beginning to end yeah like creating some stories but um yeah i wrote in my notes hypnosis is bullshit maybe
0: (laughs) (laughs) one one really cool thing about this so, and this has nothing to do with hypnotic regression or anything. Okay. But... So, in 1977, since we're talking still about Godfrey... In 1977, uh, he had been severely wounded by three men uh, who had essentially resisted arrest. Uh, had resulted in him losing essentially a testicle and being told by doctors he would be sterile for the rest of his life. Okay. Now, it's said basically that one night sometime after the, his UFO encounter that a strange noise awoke his wife outside of their house she tried to wake him up he he wouldn't budge basically um she heard a strange noise and apparently like you know just i guess couldn't wake him up and so went back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> whatever uh but it said you know essentially apparently the next day they had sex and she got pregnant
1: like he was, he cop, was cured. They said You'll be safer, they said. <laughs> right. So basically,
0: after that, the doctor soon told the couple that his condition basically had been reversed, had reversed oh, itself. And okay. Godfrey has maintained to this day that apparently his abduction experience um, and the beings behind it were the cause of his medical miracle.
1: Made him virile again. Yeah. okay
0: which i mean you know that's uh significant you don't you don't yeah
1: that's a big life change for sure yeah you
0: don't hear a lot
1: of things like like that right some silver lining yeah 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 exactly (laughs) yeah yeah unfortunately sigmund
0: got the shit into the stick
1: right he didn't get his dick fixed he got (laughs) he got Killed and thrown on some coal, <laughs> and what like an insult, by the way. As like a collier himself, he gets like he gets his corpse chucked onto. I a know, pile right? Of yeah, coal. That's... Like, and he uh... had
0: retired because he ended up like he ended up having a bunch of medical issues, and he was already taking care yeah. of his wife that had multiple sclerosis during yep. the time. So, yep. like, yeah, I mean, he he
1: just had a bad way to go.
0: <laughs> and then, yeah, what way to go out by other other than throwing him back into his work.
1: Right, damn it! Well, I so, mean, yeah, there's he had a lot of like respiratory issues, right? yeah, Which yeah is he like, had a lot of respiratory
0: problems and a lot of uh, heart issues and stuff like that. So
1: he probably had the black lung pop,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then he's back. Oh man,
1: yeah, that's unfortunate. That sucks. <laughs> it is. It does suck. So back to godfrey there are like there are some pretty regular things that get hit like the telepathic communication of course it's pretty yeah. standard for this right yep. but like we talked about earlier the look of joseph right yeah. is like described as biblical mm-hmm. right which is really cool that's like a really odd juxtaposition with the robots and the like
0: yeah yeah it's I, really strange and the fact that he also has a beard um, yeah.
1: you know, which is a little out of the ordinary. Yeah, that's different. Does he ever describe the inside of the craft? Or so like the
0: inside of the craft was essentially it was a bright room no different than a room in a house.
1: Okay. Uh um, interesting. Like some so people have classic- said like
0: it was basically an operating room, but it there was the essentially it was described as like being no different than a room in a house with a operating table.
1: Okay so not the classic like apple store
0: right exactly yeah yeah, yeah that's okay you know, so that's why i didn't really go into like depth describing that gotcha. um yeah because it's been a couple different ways but yeah that's been the most uh like according to
1: yeah you know his
0: his accounts are recounts of everything
1: that's interesting yeah and like at a certain point the hypnotherapist freaks out right and like pulls him out
0: yeah yeah because like he starts to um there was a there was a video that shows him like basically like he starts to like throw his arms up and become extremely defensive and um yeah. you know like very agitated uh like as okay. if he's yeah about to throw down or something i don't know um interesting yeah yeah which is a little little strange i mean of course you hear a lot of these like they freak yeah. out or start crying or whatever else like go into a fit but
1: yeah if you've ever heard the barney hill tape like yeah jesus <laughs> that thing <laughs> freaks me out man
0: yeah that one that one's pretty it's pretty intense for sure yeah but
1: yeah I mean it's it's pretty
0: cool like you know I I, I assume like this you know looks like basically the back of a van in the 70s or something that they're all right. hanging out
1: yeah exactly they're all sitting around a fire or something <laughs> right
0: <laughs> um, I mean you've also got a big black dog in there too
1: yeah, that's weird too. I,
0: yeah, that one I could. I like, oh, I'm fine with like the little robots, this Jesusly looking Yosef guy, but the big black dog makes that's, no I sense. Mean, that's and like, there's nothing else about it other than yeah, the room had a big black but it's dog. there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, black dogs are classically like the archetype for like an omen of death. Yeah basically like bringers of death right like but they've been having some conversations about yeah that's what i'm saying it's weird right it's weird like iconography to go along with a positive experience right not to say his whole experience was positive because obviously he's freaking out he's defensive he's like you know i imagine he didn't enjoy the examination probably not right yeah I mean, he doesn't, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He doesn't look like a fellow who would enjoy being examined.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> he looks a little bit different um, as he's, as he's aged, but back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: For sure. Um, So let's get to some theories. All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause so, that's pretty
1: much the whole story.
0: Right? I mean, that's, that's essentially the whole story. Yeah. Um, and that's how it kind of ties in with like Zygmunt, Zygmunt, uh, adamski's story ties in with with uh alan godfrey as that you know basically took place almost six but like roughly over five months almost six months on but essentially most people feel it's as a result of dealing with uh case being like one of the the first police on the on the scene that eventually like you know looked into the case and investigated into that it
1: like attracted their attention right
0: yeah yeah okay So going back to um, the British uh, UFO uh, Research Association. Uh, So they basically after like we had talked about earlier, they essentially concluded that Zygmunt had uh, actually been kidnapped by the uh, the female relative's husband and was essentially held in a shed where he had been tortured with battery acid and had finally suffered the fatal heart attack. Um, when he died, the husband uh, most likely panicked and dumped the body at the coal yard.
1: Okay. So I mean th- that tracks a lot, but does there's right? Some, there's, there's a lot of questions, right? too. Right?
0: Yeah. Like
1: yeah.
0: My, you know, so one of the big things is he was essentially just a bystander and all that, other than just letting the wife stay with them.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that could definitely make him a target. For it the could, guy. right? If you know, if he saw him as like harboring her and keeping her from him, but you know what I like mean?
0: Why? I mean, why kidnap him? You know, unless, yeah, yeah. it's just it's weird. Um, I mean,
1: unless this guy was just fully unhinged. You know what maybe, I mean? Like, right. we don't really know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could have been like a psychotic break or something as a result of yeah. it. Um, but yeah, the other, you know, of course, is like, what, what does kidnapping him actually achieve? What is he going to be able to sure. get out of it? Other than him yeah. finally saying, all right, you can come and see her. Although the wife took out a restraining order on the husband. So, I mean, you really can't. Maybe it was like, just
1: punishment. Maybe it was just punishment. Maybe he just needed to punish somebody. For working against him.
0: Um, And then the other, the other question of that is... Zygmunt had also been in a state of, at some point, been in a state of undress. Right during his disappearance. So, like, why Yeah,
1: you don't really, you don't really have to take a guy's shoes off to dump acid on his back or
0: his pants. Um right? Wear his like undershirt and throw on his top shirt again, at or yeah. throw on his jacket. Yeah. Um, and then also that oh, that bears to question as well. So, like, yeah, I mean, what if you know they were torturing him with some battery acid? What was the gel substance and why did they why did they put it on it were they trying to right. help him at that point um like i mean it's it's so weird know, it's Like, weird. There, it doesn't really add up
1: yeah i don't know if any of the listeners are super into true crime or if you like have any insights on it like would someone that's willing to subject someone to torture like that would they also, have the respect for the corpse enough to redress it before dumping it. Or, because that's also generally try to treat a sign someone's of someone's like,
0: wounds after you've tortured them.
1: Yeah. But, like, that's generally a sign of, like, respect for the dead when they, when a killer, like, redresses them before dumping the body. Right. I know that, but I mean, I'm sure there are instances where. I mean, that's hard to tell. People go fucking nuts, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and of course,
1: I, I yeah, I wouldn't rule that one out entirely. But the the big thing for me is the the coal pile.
0: Well, that was what it had I was about no to get evidence
1: to. of anyone. Yeah.
0: So why? First of all, why had the body be dumped on a coal pile? Coal pile, literally in broad daylight. I mean, yeah, it had to have been why between eleven top? and, you know, he died between eleven and one. So yeah.
1: you know, like. Yeah. And the, uh, I mean, it'd be different if you found out that, like, the guy used to work at the coal yard and he maybe had a key or, like... Right. You know what I mean? But but even now, I've like, never heard anything like that.
0: You would think, like, maybe they would drop it or dispose of it in, like, a discreet location.
1: Yeah, maybe not put something it on display. Right.
0: Not, like, quite right out in the open and also, like, at the time of the day. Or maybe that was the statement he was trying to make. I mean, that, that's possible, you know. Yeah, that's possible too. Yeah. And then also, how did they manage to not leave a single trace of them being there?
1: Yeah, that's that's, that's one the of the biggest bit, parts, right? right? Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. No one was ever
0: arrested or anything, like you know, like due to that, of course. So yeah, it's hard to say.
1: Okay. So I wouldn't rule that one out entirely, but there are definitely some questions if that's the yeah. case.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. for sure. Now, another stranger, funnier one, of course, is KGB. Okay. So the fact that Zygmunt left uh, Poland in his 30s, uh-huh. um, and this is, you know, like, essentially right, right around, like, Cold, Cold War era, like, stuff like that. So, like, yep. a lot of, you know, a lot of people kind of speculate... How they that they might have been involved, but there's a lot of questions that too, you know. And there's really nothing they can argue like that they would have been involved, like, but why, you know, like what would have been the thing? Like, could there have been, you know, when he when they left Poland, did he escape like a previous life or something like that? Or, right.
1: you know, how old was he when he died?
0: He was 56, 56 okay, or 57. So, Hang on, I can't remember. And this but, was yeah. in
1: 1980,
0: 1980, right. And he left Poland to move to the UK when he was 36. And I'm just double-checking, so... Yeah, when he was 37, sorry, 37, and he died at 56.
1: Okay, so, 56 in 1980, in 40s. I mean, he would have been a a young kid, a teen... I mean, he would have been a teenager during World War II. So, there's a solid chance that he could have fought... When Germany invaded Poland, that's possible. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe escaping some, maybe he escaped some weirdness there and maybe it, it found him. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, really, like, there's not a whole lot that backs that theory up. Just, of right. course, like, you know, why not? It's
1: just speculation. Yeah. But I mean, that's like a war torn time period in Poland. Yeah. Of for course. sure. So, you know any any manner of things could have happened Mm -hmm. that and people definitely hunted like previous war foes war criminals they hunted like big players so i don't know that i mean it's not impossible that something followed him you know yeah something that's someone found him and yeah
0: yeah but i mean he didn't he didn't even move to the uk till he was 36 so i mean yeah if like you know
1: so he could have participated in all kinds of shit. Yeah. After, you know what I mean. True. True. Yeah. I mean, um, but like you said, that's completely wild speculation. Yeah. Yeah. Of There's course. no, you know, just spitballing.
0: Now, another strange possible explanation or theory is that it was a possible lightning strike. So some believe that he was essentially struck by ball lightning. Um. <laughs> And was left confused and dazed and wandered until he eventually collapsed on top of a coal hill from a heart attack.
1: So okay. So he was struck by ball lightning. Ball lightning. And then he wandered and then he wandered around for five days (laughs) Around town and no one noticed him wandering around in a in a electrocution (laughs) induced daze. Right. And then he stumbled through locked gates and fencing up onto a coal pile. That's quite possibly the worst explanation for anything we've ever covered.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's one <laughs> that's, of those silly silly theories.
1: That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard, Ryan. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I didn't make it up.
1: Um, I'm holding you accountable for even bringing that up. So,
0: of course, the most... Common and most uh, agreed upon theory is that he was abduct- abducted. right? Yeah. Uh, sometime yeah. on June sixth, as he was making his way to the local shop. Okay. Uh, essentially, from that point, he had been held in some form of suspended animation or cryo chamber. Uh, okay. That would explain the lack of facial hair growth, and also the fact that he had been eating healthily. Right. Uh, possibly when he was pulled out of it for examination or whatever they were doing at that point. He was overcome with fear and shock, and it caused his cardiac arrest. Okay, which would also explain the you know look on his face and you know whatever else at that point. Yeah, and that's the most common theory.
1: I'm, I'm throwing that out the window for Fay.
0: Well, that can be I mean, that can about, be another one. That can yeah, be another my one. My
1: like, uh, man, I'm leaning hard toward like he went and spent like 40 years in the Fey realm not aging just like possibly and then I don't know left some souvenirs maybe he fucked up maybe he like took something he wasn't supposed to or something and they they I mean because the Fae have been known to like they flip on a dime yeah right they're just as happy to like dance around a fire with you as they are to just dance around your grave (laughs) yeah exactly perfect (laughs) yeah so like and maybe they just you know, maybe they took his watch and wallet and hacked his hair off and all that shit just to like, <laughs> just to keep it. You know? Yeah. True. I mean, the, the fair like serial killers, man. They they like they want souvenirs from people. They love keeping souvenirs. Well,
0: see. That's that's the argument to the to the alien abduction one is, like with yes. his wallet and watch missing. You know what would the aliens need with them?
1: Um, right. Like I they're probably not fencing as Rolex in the rough part <laughs> right. of town. You know, yeah. they're
0: probably not out like spending some, you know, money uh, out on like a street corner or something. I don't know, right. maybe, but whatever. Running,
1: running out his savings account.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, probably not.
0: You know, so a lot of people question that fact alone and believe that the reason for his his disappearance is more essentially earthly.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't rule that out entirely. I think there's some weird shit, like the coal pile is Mm -hmm. weird that it's like undisturbed. But like, again, that's people saying like it looks undisturbed to me. I mean, obviously they didn't go around and look at every single piece of coal on the coal pile, you know, like it's just the general feeling that they had was like, well, I'm not seeing Mm -hmm. any evidence. So I mean, it really could have been anything. I mean, again, I love, keep
0: in mind it was rainy and that coal would have been really slick.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, and it would have broken down under pressure a lot faster than it would when it's dry, right? So, right. like anyone stomping on top of it or whatever would have,
0: it would have been more
1: obvious. What's weird is that there was no coal on him.
0: Right. Yeah. That's because, like, the, how are you going to walk thing.
1: up? Yeah. How are you going to walk up carrying a a grown man? and yeah. you're telling me they didn't drag him they didn't have to drag him at all there was no
0: apparently not like his clothes that's... were clean you know like everything
1: yeah that's weird
0: um you know the, it's another legitimately thing, weird another thing about this that also kind of you know is a little odd is that most you know quote unquote alien encounters although frightening are often mild physically you know causing yeah. like mild physical discomfort you know Things like that, right? Most people aren't really harmed and return home without an issue. So a lot of people like question this is like for their them just dropping him in this, you know, and also being like abrupt with everything, you know. Um, you know, they asked basically if this could have been an accident on their part.
1: Okay.
0: Um, you know, is the way that the strange gel was used to treat like to treat the wounds and stuff was that yeah. because they accidentally hurt him so they were trying to like fix him you know and um, you know and also just the fact that that gel wasn't able to be identified by identified. modern yeah. science and stuff like
1: that too maybe but, like they just pushed the exam a little too far and it killed him right you know they yeah. feel
0: guilty and decided they wanted to drop him somewhere close to home where it could be easily found
1: close to his heart <laughs> yeah <laughs> right on the yeah. fucking pile of coal yeah man yeah there's How just shitty. there's a
0: lot of unanswered questions like that I mean yeah. obviously this is gonna remain unanswered um for sure but you know is that's, that all the theories yeah those those are essentially like the main theories of course a lot of people do kind of speculate the wife was another you know possible idea Oh yeah, that yep. she had basically came up with this plan to get him killed and, and everything else but I mean like she's also like confined confined to a wheelchair he's literally taking care of her yeah that's. I weird. mean why would she you know like concoct yeah, this big her old caretaker. thing exactly yeah
1: yeah that's weird Um, yeah I don't, I don't buy that I, I don't either I don't either so yeah that's so where are you landing where are you landing on this <sighs> honestly I love the idea of it being
0: an alien abduction yeah I mean as, awesome. as much as as much as I, I dig also your fey idea that's that's pretty cool and again, that was you know different than anything else that uh, you know that's been a, like a common thing. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I can't I can't get over the alien abduction.
1: Right on, awesome. I mean, that's fair. There's a lot of stuff that you that screams alien for here. sure. So, yeah, right on. I, I'm sticking in the in the. I, I figured you were camp. going to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that idea.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very. It's very unique and you know, and also could explain this whole situation yeah. too.
1: It's also in the UK. Right. Which yeah, is just true. Makes for some reason in my brain that makes the Faye more like It's like
0: Fairytown over there.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Faye. Fey town.
1: <laughs> Don't offend them.
0: I know, Exactly. I was getting ready to say. Not allowed. Um yeah. but yeah, it's it's a it's a super cool story nonetheless. Um, you know, and I think it's, uh, like they said, you know, maybe once aliens are popular, they come back and be like, oh yeah, old Zygmunt. That was us. Yeah. Ziggs, we accidentally like, we yeah. oh, messed up, man. Sorry. they like, ah, yeah, we fucked that one up. Apologies. <laughs> right. Exactly. Until yeah. then, the world may never know. Agreed. And I think that uh, wraps up episode 60,
1: The Peculiar Case of Zygmunt Adamski. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each
0: and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at Campfire CampfireTOTSAU on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at CampfirePodcastNetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling.
1: And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember,
0: campers,
1: stay weird. And trust in the unknown.